Paralegals are highly essential from law firms and courtrooms to insurance, real estate, HR, and more. If a paralegal career or law school is in your future, Stevenson University Online's Bachelor's in Legal Studies will help you achieve your goals affordably with no application fee. 100% online. Approved by the American Bar Association with new online sessions starting every eight weeks. Get started today. Visit stevenson.edu slash paralegal. What's going on, everybody? I have to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. The best part about it is it's completely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome in, Fired Up, Episode 2. My name is Mike Giletto, and joining me is Dom Consol. What's up, man? Hello! What's going on? Busy, busy week. We have a lot to get into. Uh, first, I just wanted to uh, say thanks for everybody for checking us out and listening to Episode 1. Uh, we appreciate you coming back and tuning in. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. And actually, if you go to our Anchor page, uh, anchor.fm slash fired up, you can leave us a voice message. So you just click the uh, click the message button, and you rec- you can record it straight from your phone, and maybe we'll play it here on the podcast. Nice little interesting feature, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Fired Up Podcast. Um, so share the, share the podcast with your friends and family. Let everybody know we exist, and let's try to blow this thing up. Uh, all right, Dom. Let's dive into this draft now, shall we? Because that, that, that was kind of the the big uh, the big storyline this week. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I I I was anticipating it all week. Yeah, we have a coming big, on and talking about it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was big. Um, uh, where, where do you want to start? For you want to start with the the big pick of the the round one? Yeah, I mean, I got a couple things uh to share with you guys. My okay. my thoughts about them. Yeah, um, yeah, that's why we do this podcast, right? Yep, for, yep, yep. For your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, so obviously the Eagles were going into round one with the 12th pick after making that trade, uh, the, the trade down from six. Um, but then pick 10 comes on the clock and it's the Dallas Cowboys. And we see there's a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Eagles trade pick number 12 and 84 to their rival Dallas Cowboys for pick number 10. And with that pick, they select Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. What were your thoughts about that whole thing that happened? Um, well, last week, we talked about him a little bit last week on the episode. Um, you know, he wasn't my first choice going into this draft. Um Three months ago, I loved him, and then I didn't like him, and then I loved him, and then I didn't like him. And then uh, probably about a week and a half ago, I've come to the realization or, 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 you know, come to grips with this kid is really, really, really freaking good. Yeah. Um, you know, just his raw ability, um, his route running, his, his you know, just 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 his hands, everything, everything about him. Um, you know, I, I've come to grips with the fact that you know, they could take this kid. And even though I, I mean, I, you know, I wanted a cornerback, um, you know, as of last week, really, right. um, I, I'm pretty static about this, about this pick. It's, it's funny that you said you kind of were down on it. And then now you're coming, coming to the idea of, Oh, he's a really good player. 
ever since he got drafted, I'm starting to backtrack a little bit. I loved it when really? it happened. I loved it when it happened. I still think he's got the tools. He can, you know, he can run routes really well. He's got really hands. You said all that. The size is a little is wearing me just a little bit. Okay, is um, wearing I, me. I, I I got a couple things with that. Um, okay. First off, let me let me let me let me let me dive into him a little bit. Um, yep. So a little fun fact about him: he goes by Smitty, which I absolutely love. I love that I is love that it. is a Philly. That, that is, is. If, if there's anything Philly, like that's that's it right there. That's um, it. He uh, he's compared to Calvin Ridley, um, but better from what I've I've read, what I've seen, what I've heard, what I've if you he know gathered Calvin, all the information. If about he turns him. into Calvin Ridley, that's a that's a win. I mean, Calvin Ridley's a stud. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, he's even pro- he's even projected to be better. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of things that I see, the best receiver uh, in the last two years from Bama, you know, in the rugs, Judy Waddle, um, uh, wide receiver core. Um, he's projected, uh, or, or some argue that he's the best since Julio, and that that includes all those guys I just named, including Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, you know, just just some of the big names. Um, but yeah, some argue he's he's the best since Julio. Uh, you know, and obviously the size has to do with it. Um, but like I said, he's got quickness, speed, great hands, great route running. Um, great yak ability, uh, super athletic. He's humble. And um, one thing I didn't realize about him, and even before the draft, even uh, or it, it, I think it was the day of, my buddy Christian, who's a listener of the show, shout out Christian. Shout uh, out Christian. He, um, he, 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 he sent me a text message. He said, this kid has one thing that not a lot of other guys in this draft have. He's a winner. Like he knows how to win. He goes out there. He's confident. He's a winner. And I, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and going to the weight issue, although I don't think the weight is going to be an issue, um, his only weakness is the, is, is the weight. That's true. That's absolutely true. Um, I, I also, I, but I'd say I don't know if he's blazing, blazing fast. He's got, he's quick. He's got some, he's got some speed, but I, oh, yeah, I, 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 he's not I don't, yeah, he's not rugs. He's not even, he's not a Deshaun Jackson, that, that sort or of waddle. Speed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but but again, he's got the hands, he's got the route running, and he can create separation at least against the college level level secondary. Now, whether he can do it against NFL well, talent and, and is one thing, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and 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 you also have to remember, you know, he's going up against some of the best defenses in college football, SEC for sure, um, who are or are pretty much college team or uh, NFL teams rather. Uh, at the college program, you know what I mean? Like, right. You know, going up against Ohio state at, 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 in the national championship game, um, going up the, against the, the South Carolina JC horns and the, you know, LSUs and the, and the Auburns and the, you know, the, the good sec teams. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, um but, but before, before we move on with him though, yeah. I do have, I, I have a list here for you. Um, okay that you didn't know about before, before we recorded. So no, uh, no, I did not. So, okay. So I got 10 guys here that are um, very comparable to um, Devonte Smith. Now these 10 guys, some of them are hall of famers. Some of them will be hall of famers. Some of them are very, very good. I, of the 10, I actually think all of them are good compared to, compared to, to what exactly just compared to his skill set, his size, his size. Oh, okay. 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 Sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. Um, so first we have on the list Hall of, uh, well, I think he's a Hall of Famer now. Marvin Harrison. Okay. Yeah, Six foot one seventy nine. Okay. Uh, Steve Smith five nine one eighty five. 
Okay, I don't know if he's is he a Hall of Famer yet? He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Okay. He's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he hasn't. Yeah. I don't think he's done his five years yet. Um, Deshaun Jackson, 5'10", 175. had the blazing speed though. Uh, Wes Welker, five nine, one eighty five. Had Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, Chad Johnson, six one, one eighty nine. He was in the one seventies coming out of college. Okay. Jamison Crowder, who's who's a good receiver, five nine, one seventy four. Okay. Emmanuel Sanders, five eleven, one eighty. Okay. T. Y. Hilton, five eleven, one eighty three. All right. And then uh, Ant- uh, I got two more. Antonio Brown, five ten, one eighty six. <sighs> wow. Okay. And. Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce, uh, six foot one eighty eight. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Yeah. yeah, only like you know, top five, six, seven receiver of all time. There you go. Throw that right. in there for last. Uh, that's good. Okay, I mean it's an interesting list, and I'm sure with those ten guys, there's also probably a whole another list of guys similar size, right. That also didn't pan out. You know what I mean? Correct. When the the the, the response I have to that is that Devontae Smith is probably ten times better than all those guys on that other list. I'm sure he is. So I'm sure th- he is. Th- that's, that's what, you know, he's 170 pounds, 160, whatever he is, 166 or 170. I, I, he says he's 170. Some things say 166. He's not going to be 200 pounds ever in his career, but well, I think he can I'm, get up to the 185. Yeah. Especially now. I mean, he's still trying to find the best cheesesteak spot in Philly, which right, he, correct. he, you know, he opened a whole can of worms that I don't think he realized he opened. Um, right. With that uh, tweet. Uh, Devante, it's, it's my favorite Devante. My, my favorite is, uh, Sonny's on second market. If you're listening, um, definitely check them out. There That's you a plug, go. Right? Uh, I have a hot take about cheesesteaks. I mean, they, they all kind of taste the same anyway. Yeah. They're very good. Yeah. They all kind of taste the same anyway. I mean, I, maybe it's a hot take. I don't know. Nah, nah, that's true. <laughs> all right. So moving on, uh, they had the 37th pick, uh, second round early in the second round and they go maybe off the board considering people thought they were going to go cornerback. They draft a center out of Alabama another another Alabama guy, Landon Dickerson. Yep. Um, another Alabama guy. Uh, I, I guess how we read that article that came out uh, last week or the week before that uh, the Eagles don't take, uh, haven't taken an Alabama um, player since 2000 and what was it? 2002 or 2005, something like that. All right. Uh, so, so he went, he went the first two rounds, <laughs> double Alabama. Hey, if you're going to double um, up on any school, that's the one, right? Correct. Yeah, uh, so my my thoughts on Dickerson, um, I was expecting them to go corner or safety. uh, I mean, am I surprised they went offensive line? No. Um, I was honestly expecting more defensive line if they weren't going to go corner or safety, but they did, uh, like you said, wind up going um, center guard. Uh, He plays both. I was going to say, draft him as technically a center, but it sounds like they have intentions of maybe moving him to guard. Right. Uh, Definitely competing for that left guard spot against Samalu. Yeah. Um, I mean, an, an offensive line upgrade for this team is good. And and listen, Kelsey's a year two, maybe three. I don't think it's that far away, but from retiring. So even this could even be his replacement down the line. For sure. Or even Sam Alu, if they like Sam Alu yeah. at center. And then now they have a guy they could plug in at left guard. Right. Um, some of my, some of the things I really like about Dickerson, though, he's got, uh, he's got great strength and great size. He's six, six, which I'm a little worried about about Jalen Hurts, you know. Can you even see over him? <laughs> but um, but no. But uh, he's got great strength, size. He's smart. Um, like you, like we said, he played guard and center. Um, he's out. They actually say he's uh, athletic enough to play tackle if needed. But I don't think you'll ever see him play tackle. Um, yeah, he's got the ability uh to protect in the pocket as well in the open field. So you know, if you need him in the pocket or just like Kelsey does, uh, you know, runs out in the flat and 
takes out a safety, you know? Um, yeah. We, we definitely see, we definitely see that a little bit, a little bit of Kelsey in him in, in that sense. Yeah. It seems like he was a first round talent, Landon Dickerson. It seemed like he, he fell because of the ACL injury. And I think might've had an ankle or two injury in there too. Right. Multiple. So, multiple, yeah, right. multiple. Yeah. So he t- tore his ACL a couple of, was it the same one? I'm not no, sure about that. I, I should have done that in my research there. But either way, so it sounds like there's some concern there with the, with the injury problem, especially a big guy like that being on those being on those knees. Oh, absolutely! And like you said, he was he was a top twenty pick if he didn't have four injuries in five seasons. You know, right? Yeah. Um, and and they're not just injuries; they're season ending injuries, which is a little scary. Uh, right. And like you said, he's six, he's a big dude. So like, and it's not like he's going up against, you know, you or me, he's going up against 325 pound guys who are, you know, six, 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 five, six, four, you know, these aren't small guys. No. Um, not that I'm a small guy, but right. <laughs> you're but, not, a, you're not an NFL defensive line. Cor- correct. <laughs> correct. If I was, I, w- I, I, you know, maybe I'd be in the NFL. I don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah imagine, <laughs> imagine in practice going up against, you know, Fletcher Cox, you know, right. What I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Oh. I mean, it's definitely a little scary, but um, you know, let's let before we freak out, let's let's see how it plays out. Yeah, uh, is I mean, is there anybody else who would rather in that spot? I mean, Asante Samuel Jr. was there at that point. Yeah, um, so he was. Yeah, because I, I, he he went a little later than I think some people thought he would. Um, so I, that's I think what everybody the, the pick everybody wanted. Um, but uh, they went offensive line and, and you can never have too many offensive linemen, especially just rebuilding this offensive line is probably a good thing at this point. Right. Yeah. As I say, especially on this team, you know, we saw last year, how many injuries they had on yeah. the offense really the last three or four years since the Super Bowl year, how many injuries, not just on the offensive line, but the whole team, but especially the offensive line. Oh, yeah, And you never know when Lane Johnson's going to get popped for PEDs again and miss the whole season. So there's uh, always that. <laughs> that's a low blow. <laughs> I had to do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so then, so let's move on here. So yep. then, in the third round, pick number seventy-three, they they uh, draft defensive tackle Milton Williams out of Louisiana Tech. What can you tell us about him? Um, well, my well, first, I'll give you my reaction. I was expecting him again to go corner, safety, um, defensive line. Uh, well, obviously they do, but I mean edge, uh, edge rusher, um, right. But, you know, I was a little disappointed at the pick at first, just like most of Delaware Valley and Lehigh Valley and Philadelphia, uh, South Jersey, you know, the the whole Eagles community. Um, But doing a little bit of research on this guy, uh, you know, just from watching him, you know, he's powerful for his size. He's a little small, but he's very powerful for his size, has a ton of potential. You know, if he played like another year or two or, or well, I guess he was a junior, but he played another year and he developed a little bit more. He may have been an early to mid second round pick. That's, you know, right. that's, that's what, that's what a lot of these uh, experts and GMs had on him. Um, but, you know, like I said, lack of size, he's six, three, two eighty four. Uh, the, 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 the weakness, um, he has to work on his moves because power alone doesn't get you far in the NFL unless you're like Aaron Donald and he's not Aaron Donald. So, well, at least I don't think he is. The, there's one Aaron Donald and that's right. Aaron Donald. Right. <laughs> he, he's not like, he's not the Fletcher Cox, Aaron Donald, you know, right. top yeah. defensive tackles who could, can rely on, the, on not, you know, on one play using all your power. And then the next play using a spin move or a swim move or, or whatever. He, he, he's, he, he's not at that point um, yet, I guess. Right. But, he, he, you know, he, he lacks, he lacks power alone. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, just from doing research, I, I've, I've come to, 
to 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 like this pick a little bit. It's grown on me. Yeah, yeah. It's time will tell, right? Where he where he fits into the lineup and and who he's playing next to, and how much really how much time he gets. I mean, how how much do you expect from day one a guy you know in the third round to, to make that big of an impact? Right, you and he's I mean? a depth guy, so right. You know, yeah, and, and, and they're, they're even saying he could. Yeah, they're even saying he could even see some time on the edge too. You know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that's what it is. He's a third round pick. We'll see. Right, exactly. I, it, he seemed a little smaller for me though on the on the defensive defensive line side of things. Did, did you get that too, or, or not really? Is that just me? I, I say he, his, he his, size size. He looked a little smaller than. Yeah, he, maybe, he's six three two eighty four. Right. So, I mean, he's going to, like I said, he's going to have to work on that power, that explosiveness, that maybe speed. Um, Because he reminds me, size-wise, obviously, he's got a long way to go to get to this point. But, like, a Nick Bosa. Like, not super, not super, not super big. He's going to have to beat you with speed and and moves. Correct. So. No, I agree with that. All right. So, uh, moving on, they draft the first cornerback in the fourth round, Zach McPherson out of Texas Tech. Um. So doing a little bit of research on this guy, watching a little bit of film, um, the things that I picked up, he's very athletic. Uh, he's multi-sport, uh, a multi-sport athlete, which, you know, in today's game, no matter what sport you play, that's that's key. Like, that's that's huge. They always say that when you're a kid, you should play multiple sports. And so you know, you're an athlete. He, right. He, um, he had, I think he had a brother uh, that played minor league baseball and his dad played minor or his dad played professional, I think. Well, they're both professional, but he played in the, right. I believe he played in the MLB and his brother played in the, uh, in triple a or right. minor leagues, whatever. So he comes from an athletic family. He's multi-sport athlete. Um, he's got really good speed. He's highly intelligent, aggressive. He's a really good special teamer. Um, he's got two block kicks, uh, return punts and coverage kicks. Um, that's key for the Eagles because they really didn't have anyone to return punts or kicks last year i really felt yeah. like you know by like week eight or nine it was just like they were throwing anybody back there yeah they were and it's good it's good to have you know a guy who's at least comfortable with it or seems comfortable with it and i, I know it's different from college to the nfl but for sure but you know and then um he was first team all big uh 12 pick in 2020 leading his squad with four interceptions breaking up six other passes to go along with 53 tackles and 10 starts so you know, there's something there's something to look forward there. Um, do you want me to give the weaknesses or? or, or? Uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. All right. So uh, average footwork. Um, he's got to improve the route recognition, and the ta- even though even though he had the 53 tackles, uh, I think he needs to get a little bit better at, at tackling. He's a little small. He's five eleven, two ninety one. Um, uh, a great another secondary guy that can't right. tackle. That's what this team right. needs. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, like he, I said, he's small. Uh, and, 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 yep. and and he's he's a he's a nickel he's a nickel corner. So I don't really see him playing the outside much. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean th- those are the negatives I see of him. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's again fourth fourth round pick. Uh, it's just all about development at this point. You know, you never know with these guys. So oh, for sure. He's depth depth guy that in a couple of years maybe we'll see how that pans out. I feel like I'm gonna say that a lot for you know the next handful <laughs> of picks here. But we move right. on around we move on around five and we talked about it last week about maybe they go running back in the draft and that's where they go out of Memphis. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell seems like they got a little bit of a steal out of this pick according to the pundits you know around the league. Explore New Jersey in every season. 
From 130 miles of sunny shorelines to waterfalls, rivers, and majestic mountainsides, visit the East Coast's most scenic parks, iconic venues, and historic landmarks. Discover artistic places and inspiring spaces, gaming, nightlife, views of center stage, and true New Jersey adventures that go on for days. Plan your itinerary today at visitnj.org. Absolutely. And and up to this point, after this pick, if the Eagles were um were were graded on um how character, they would get an A plus because this kid, I mean, just from watching interview, like he is humble, he is ready to go. Like yeah, I, I love this kid already, just from watching like videos and interviews and how excited he was to come here. Absolutely. Um, so some things that I saw on him, he started 13 to 14 games. Um, he was first team All-American ath- uh, in the Athletic Conference, um, the ACC Rookie of the Year honors after rushing for uh, 1,459 yards, uh, 13 scores on 231 carries. So he averaged 6.3 a carry. Seems pretty good. Um, and he can catch the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And he can catch the ball, too. He's got 51 receptions, uh, 610 yards, um, which 12 talk- right, which uh, we- yards at average. Which we talked about last week with that being Miles Sanders' weakness. Right. So maybe right. the complimentary piece. It seems like there's a legit chance that he's going to get a chance to be the second back behind behind Sanders. Right. Or or or, or at least the third down guy. That's that's right. what I see in him a lot too. Um yeah, I mean he's a little small, but he has a ton of production. Um he's got decent speed. Uh not he's not he's not gonna burn you. Um but he can change direction better than anybody in this class. Yeah, honestly, he's, right, he's, yeah, he's very, seems very agile. He can cut, cut back and forth. Right. Quick. R- he's a one me, cut back. Yeah. It reminded, now I'm not trying to get carried away here, but his tape reminded me a little bit Brian Westbrook esque. For sure. Absolutely. You know, like you said, like, like we said last week, uh, catching the ball, um, not the fastest guy in the world. And you know what else he does actually that you bring up Brian Westbrook what he does so great that Westbrook did so great. He is a great blocker. Like a, he could block for the quarterback. Dude, he put Parsons on his ass. Like he put him on a different planet. I yeah. don't know if you saw the video that was going around on Twitter. He, if, if, if anybody hasn't seen it and you go, you go see that, go watch that video. He puts Parsons on Mars. Absolutely. And, that, and that's, I, I a mean, first, he, that's a first round talent. Wipes right him out. Yeah. Yeah, right. and, and, and arguably that's a top three talent in the draft. Right, and and that's another thing that that Sanders lacked. I mean, Sanders not not a very good blocker. You, you, you right. just don't want him, don't want him out there blocking. Um, um yeah, and, and and so some of the some of the uh, downsides I have real quick. Uh, again, he's small. Um, he only played one season. He redshirted his first year. Played his second, and then um, didn't play last year because of co- uh, due to COVID. Um, he hesitates on his breaks and cuts a little bit. Uh, and like I said, doesn't have burning speed. So. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, you know who also hesitated on his, you know, cuts and things like that. Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> he's had a pretty, pretty damn good career. Yeah, I, 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 I you could argue he's the best one cut in the run, uh, running back. Well, maybe not anymore, but as of like two years ago, you know. So you know, you saw him improve definitely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, it's definitely a possibility. Yep. And now, sorry. So moving on to the sixth round, I'm gonna completely butcher this name. Defensive tackle Marlon. Tui Paluta, dude. No, that's I really close. God damn it, that's really close. Tua no. Pelotu, got it. Okay, yeah, Same. from USC. So, so okay, so so I have the phonetics here. I have the phonetics here. Okay, there you go. Pulotu. Tui Pelotu. 
perfect. <laughs> it's close as we're going to get. All right, I'm not yeah. even going to say I'm just going to call him Marlon. Marlon. Mar- we got to come up with a nickname for this guy. Because I don't. Tu- Tui? All right, there yeah, you go. Sure. You, you heard it here on Fired Up. <laughs> Marlon Tui. There we go. Out of USC. What can you tell us about him? Um, again, he's another. Uh, he was a sixth round, right? So, so we're we're, yeah. we're starting to get into that uh, area where it's you know picking up the dart and throwing it at the board and seeing or 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 picking up something. But what was that saying? Picking up shit and seeing if it, it could it sticks to the wall. Yeah, um, you got you're, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, whatever that saying is. Um, yeah, they're throwing no. shit against the wall and seeing if it sticks. Yep. Right, exactly. <laughs> so uh, he can play both nose and the three technique. Um, he's a three-year starter. Uh, that could also be a negative, too, because, you know, it's a lot of wear and tear. Um, he's tough as nails, though. Uh, you know, he's looked better and stronger as his college career went on, um, and he's super, super, super strong. Okay. So those those are some of the positives I have, you know. I, I like the fact that he's out of USC. They're, they're not really the same school they once were. Nah, but, the Pac-12 sucks ass. Yeah, th- yeah, they're not the same the same program that they once were. But it's still, I mean, it's still a pretty pretty big school. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens again. Sixth round, the t- defensive line. You know how it was, Matthew. He said it after the draft. He loves building it from the line out. So Absolutely. Th- that's what the you know the that's just what's going to happen in, in the draft. He's gonna he's gonna build from the line and then work his way out. So, for sure. All right, and then uh, with another six-round pick, they go with their second secondary guy, safety Jacoby Stevens out of LSU. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, guy- I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I missed one. Let's go to him second. Uh, right, because yeah, defensive yeah. end T- Taron Jackson, Jackson out of Coastal Carolina. Yep. yep that's- um. Yeah. So uh, defensive end, right? Yep. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, um, what I've seen in this guy again, this is we're starting to get into the territory where you may the, these guys are going to have to stick out, or you'll never hear of them again. Absolutely. Um, but what I like about him, uh, he's tough, he's aggressive. Uh, one of one of the things that I actually saw uh, that I really liked: um, twenty-seven tackle for loss and eighteen and a half sacks in the last two seasons. So that's that's definitely something the Eagles have been missing since the Super Bowl year. Was that tackle for loss or or that solo tackle, even the sacks? Um, which means that he which seems means like that he makes he can, a lot of noise around the quarterback too. Right, which which means that he could read it really well. He knows exactly where the play is going to break that up behind the line. Right, for sure. Um, like I said, he 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 uh, seems like he seems to make a lot of noise around the quarterback. Um, you know, get that pressure. Even if he doesn't get to the quarterback the quarterback sees him out of the corner of his eye. And, and he, you know, even if that gets you to rush, rush a pass or, 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 or the quarterback to rush a throw and, and turns to a pick six, I, you know what I mean? Those are the things that don't show up on the chats, uh, the, the um, stat sheet, but uh, you know, definitely, that's definitely a positive with him. Um, he's got good acceleration and his rush ability. Um, and he doesn't give up on the play when, uh, when rushing the quarterback either, which is right. You know, something, something um, sixth round picks have to have, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, something something to, to look forward to um, yeah. with this guy okay uh so now we go to safety jacoby stevens out of lsu with pick number 224 okay so uh what i have on him um he's a combo guy safety linebacker we're not really sure where uh he's kind of in that limbo like area where we're not sure if he's going to be safety or linebacker uh everything i've seen about him uh coaches rave about him he's, he's a good kid he's coachable uh he's a leader on a great lsu roster forget about last season I know LSU had a horrible season last year, but the year before where, where you had, you know, a roster 
Jefferson and Chase and Burrow and all these guys and a lot of a lot they of they were defense. all the offensive side of the ball though. No, I know, but I, but yeah, as yeah. as a as a he, as he was a, a great leader in the locker right, room for sure. Right, as a program, uh, yeah, exactly. He was a leader of, of a great program from two years, the last two years. Um, like I said, very versatile. Uh, play safety, linebacker. Everything I see on him seems like he'll play safety or at least try. Um, yeah, another they, one. They Go have a need. They have a need of both safety and linebacker. So you could uh, you could afford to try him at both and see what happens. Correct. Absolutely, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, yeah. Twenty-one and a half tackles for loss during his career, um, and he's physical as hell. Okay, they need so, that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The, especially in the secondary, for sure. And then, uh, yeah, uh, you know, th- those are some positives I have about him. I, you know, I, I for of the six round picks, I'm actually a little, you know, keeping my eye on this kid. Okay. All right. So moving on, and Howie Roseman for some reason waits until the seventh round to draft the linebacker. Um, uh, right now, their best, they're probably their best linebacker on the roster is Alex Singleton, and he waits until the seventh round to draft a fucking linebacker. <laughs> Howie Roseman, you are absolutely insane. This linebacking course sucks. Hopefully, this guy, I mean, seventh round pick, I'm not expecting much. What can you tell us about Patrick Johnson out of Tulane? Yeah, um, he's a stand up rush linebacker. Um, he, uh, he, has the complete, he has the complete package in frame, size, and strength. Um, he's good against the running game, good technique, hits the quarterback when he can. Um, he takes every uh, advantage, um, or I'm sorry, takes advantage of every opportunity he has, um, which also could be a bad thing too in today's game. Um, he's got a lot of natural power, and uh, he's a guy to look at. He's another guy to keep your eye on during camp um, because, like you said, they're very thin at linebacker. So uh, I, I think I think he's going to be my in. favorite guy. Yeah, he's going to have to be. He can't be any worse right. than Alex Singleton. Can't be. It's impossible. So just give him, <laughs> give him the starting job now. For sure. For sure. I, um, I, I know nothing about him, but uh, it, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's not even the Eagles. It's like the whole NFL just doesn't value linebackers anymore. And if you uh, the, at, the, the if Dallas you Cowboys at, do. They're they're one team. Well, that for does, sure. But. Well, I was just going to say, except there's like six teams in the league that do All value right. it, and and at least three or four of them are always in the playoffs. Like the the, the Chiefs, somewhat value the linebacker. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you just saw they just won a Super Bowl because of their line. You know, part of the reason because of their linebackers. You know, has, Dallas Cowboys, guy named Tom Brady, but not that that's uh, the reason they won, but yeah, it, <laughs> it helps. Hashtag goat. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I just the, the league in general just does not value linebackers and there there were a couple linebackers who really fell in this draft like the Cowboys took Jabril Cox who I I really was really interested in yeah. um Dylan Moses uh who was who went undrafted um who had some injury history and that's why he wasn't drafted but he was projected to go in the third or fourth round and he wasn't even drafted like right the, the other kid from I think he's the other kid from LSU I can't even remember his name off the top of my head um was projected to go in the third round and didn't go until like the sixth. Yeah. So like it, it's just it's just a position that's not dying, but it's just not as important. And I hate to see that because, like I said, some of these great teams that win value I, that position. I, yeah. Where did that start? Because th- they claim it's not as important, but we watch we watch the linebacking core get torched all year when it comes to tackling, running, passing, every facet of playing defense, we've seen them get torched. So I don't understand where this saying of oh it doesn't really matter that much because clearly it does. So I, I don't I don't I really don't know where that whole mantra came from in the NFL. Well I'll tell you 
I'll tell you, it's it's because safeties and corners are are getting bigger, faster, and stronger. They're they're no longer five ten, five eleven guys. They're six two, you know, two hundred and twenty pounds. Like these are guys that can go up against the tight end who, who you don't need three linebackers on the field. You can have two linebackers on the field and an extra safety. Malcolm Jenkins it was the one, not the one who started it, but really like when he came here, he was the one that, you know, kind of brought that out a little bit. Like you don't, you don't, not that he's a big guy, but he's a guy who can handle the tight end. And you, you're seeing that more in the NFL where teams are putting out five DBs, six DBs every drive. And it's that, that's kind of where it's changing. And and the fact that teams don't blitz as much as they used to it, you know, you're using linebackers as, as coverage guys. So why would I put a linebacker in coverage if I can just use another DP who can handle the tight end? You know, it, it, it's, it's, so, I, you know, so, so that's why our linebacking core gets torched every game is because right. our, is because our secondary suck. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when they hire people from fucking Popeye's to come, who was working at Popeye's a fucking week ago. That's and, right. and all I of a sudden they're, was, they're on a yeah. Sunday. I'm watching them get fucking torched. Yep. But, but and it's crazy because the Eagles literally won a Super Bowl with four linebackers. Exactly. With Hicks, who got hurt, and then Camus Grugier-Hill came in and lit it up. And then Michael Kendricks had a great year. And um, now he's in, like, prison or something. Did he ever right. go? I don't, no. I don't no, he never went. Okay. But, 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 but you know, they, they had three or four linebackers who, who were really key. That that Going back to that Falcons playoff game the year they won – if Michael Kendricks isn't, he's not even on the screen. If he's not in position, they lose that game. Right. If if, if you if you look at it, they had a, a running back coming out on the on the left side, who was wide open. Matt Ryan looks to throw to him and then realizes Kendricks there. So then he runs out of the pocket to the right, and then that's what happens with the Julio drop. I was just saying they should have won that game anyway. If Julio just yeah. catches the ball, he catches that well, ball ninety nine times out of a hundred. That's well, just he wouldn't have been in bounds. You don't think so? I, no. Dude, look, look at the replay. I, yeah. I, his foot goes out of bounds. I whether he caught it or not, his foot's out of bounds. It, it uh, wouldn't yeah. have mattered. Uh, maybe not. But it's that's the big what ifs, right? You know, if, if he if he makes a catch and, and his feet are in bounds, he, we're still looking for our first Super Bowl. So you know, there's that. Yep. And then the Falcons are saying, "What if Julio caught it?" And we're saying, "What if we had a linebacker?" That's true. That's so. true. So thank God he didn't catch it because you know. We'd be a lot angrier if he did, right? Because we wouldn't have a Super Bowl. All right, so that that uh, that rounds out the the draft for the Philadelphia Eagles. If you if you had to give it a grade, uh, where would you go here? Um, based on what I've seen so far, I thought it was. I was so pissed off that I thought it was like a D, really? <laughs> but now that I've had a couple of days, no, no, no. Now that I've had a couple of days to like digest it and like really like figure out these guys, I would say probably like a B plus. Okay. I was going to say, I was going to say B minus because I think the, the, the not going out and getting a corner really bothered me. And again, just wait until the seventh round to draft a, to a linebacker. Um, I think, I think how he put us in a good position, Moving forward into next year, I still think he's on the hot seat. So I'm, I'm not saying I'm not absolving him of any guilt uh, for what he's done to this roster. But if the Colts make the playoffs next year, they're going to have three first round picks. I mean, that, that's a hell of a place to start for next year. So I think future wise, I, I think they'll be all right. It, it'll take a while to reshape this roster again, find our quarterback if Jalen Hurts isn't the guy. But uh, for the future, I, I think we're okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Um, you know, and, and hopefully 
if Jalen isn't the guy, there's a guy out there next year in the draft. Or I, I, to, to be honest, I'm not even thinking that far ahead. Um, oh, absolutely. But, you know, if Jalen isn't the guy, I, I hope he is. But if he's not, I really don't know what they're going to do with quarterback because yeah. I don't really like a lot of these guys coming out next year in, at that position. But let's just save that for when we get there. You that, know, let's cross that bridge. For, listen, we, we've said how much of a dysfunctional mess this Eagles front office is, but... At least they're not the Jacksonville Jaguars, who apparently are trying to work Tim Tebow out of tight end. <laughs> what, the, what, what is this circus? Oh my! <laughs> I was cracking up when I saw that on Twitter. I I said it to you immediately. I think that is, dude. If he would have did this like twelve years ago, he might still be in the league. Well, well, he tried that. Then he then he go to uh, New England and he tried to do some weird stuff with them. And... Never tight end. No, I, the, I no. They, they he always he always wanted spots. to be quarterback. Well, they put him at different spot. I think they put him on like their punt team, like their special teams, and they did some funky things with him. But yeah, it's just it's funny because I mean, I first saw T- Tim Tebow working out for Jaguars. I was like, all right, Gardner's not the guy. I mean, I mean, they just drafted what's his name, Trevor Lawrence. So I was like, backup maybe tight end. What didn't make sense. I was like, right? I was like, what the fuck's going on? Is, right. his, is, is he done with baseball? What, what happened to that whole thing? Yeah, he retired. He retired from baseball. Did like he? three like three weeks ago? Maybe two, two or three weeks ago. That yeah. that passed me. I did not see that. All right. Yeah, it's funny because like you, you read the tw- the tweet that I read. It was like Tim Tebow is working out for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's like, oh yeah, like you said, like oh yeah, I guess he's gonna try to play quarterback, and then you say tight end. What? Like <laughs> it's just absolutely absolute craziness. Uh, it's a circus. It's great. I, lo- I love the Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars because they they entertain the rest of the league. They yeah, really sure. do. They really do. Uh, yeah. And back to the draft though. Were, were there any surprises? around the rest of the league that, that you, you know, had like, like the, the big one and maybe not the big one, but I was really surprised at pick. What was it? Five when the Bengals didn't go offensive line in Sewell and they went Jamar chase. Now Jamar chase, I think he's going to be great. He's fantastic. Um, but you just saw your quarterback die on the field last year because the offensive line sucked. <laughs> right. So um, I, I thought that was an interesting choice. Did you have any surprises like that? Um, I mean, not that I was that that one specifically, I wasn't surprised by. Uh, I was disappointed for Joe, uh, Joe Burrow, and I was disappointed for those fans because, like you said, you know, Penny Sewell was right there on the board, and people are calling him, you know, a generational left tackle, possibly. Um, right. But uh, surprises, I was really surprised by the Raiders' first round choice. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Le- Leatherwell, or Le- I forget his name. You probably but, don't uh, remember because he was projected to go in like the third round. Second, it was going to be a second round pick. Yeah, he was yeah. He, he was projected in the third round, but he's offensive line, so they they move up. Yeah, you know, uh, for I mean, sure. like they're they're projected to go third round, but they go second round. It's that kind of thing. Um, Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, 
and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. But yeah, I mean, I was definitely surprised by that because I didn't think he was the best at his position available. So right. I, I thought there were like two or three other guys. Um, what what pick was that? that was Slater still on the board? No. Was Slater on the – or did he just get picked? Because Slater no, was Slater, 12, 13. Well, not – Yeah, he's 13. 13, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, he's Slater was 13. Because yeah, I know he was available when the Eagles picked. And I was like, all right, if you don't go Smith here, maybe you go Slater. I wouldn't have hated that pick. So, okay, so he went 13. That makes sense. And then, uh, yeah, Leatherwood or Leather, whatever the hell his name is. He went 17 to the Raiders. Um, that was definitely a surprise the first round. I was also surprised by the Colts. I wasn't surprised they went defensive end um, in the first round. But they went, they double dipped um, on the defensive line. I, I believe they took their second round pick was a defensive end. Um, they're really they're they're missing a hole at left tackle, you know, to protect Carson Wentz. Um, not to bring up Wentz again, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I think they're fine skill uh, at the skill position, but you know that kind of surprised me a little bit that they waited a while to. I don't even think they took a, t- a tackle or off any offensive line for that matter. Um, so I'm a little I was a little surprised by that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the, Twitter, Twitter was funny when they drafted the the quarterback. Like, oh, I guess, I guess Wentz is gonna, you yeah. know, what's the trade now? <laughs> right? Because they freaking like sixth a, round pick. I was gonna say they draft like a fifth or sixth or round quarterback. Round. Oh, it was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, and I, I um, one other one other quick thing uh, I was surprised about was Terrence Marshall Jr. receiver from LSU. Good size, good speed. You know, I think he's actually going to be a really good receiver. Uh, he went a little later than I thought. Um, I don't. I couldn't even tell you what team he went to, but I know he was like somewhere around the the late second round, third round, right? Um, when he was projected to even go possibly late first round, so he was second or third round pick that I was kind of surprised by as well. Okay, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, with the whole the whole draft festivities, you get this you get this rumor completely random about Aaron Rodgers. Apparently, there's a trade offer from San Fran that I saw for pick number three. I don't know how true that was. It doesn't sound like it was confirmed. Then he comes and says that he wants to get traded. Now he's threatening retirement. What's going on here with the Aaron Rodgers saga? Okay, so before I get into it a little bit, uh, I actually saw something really really funny on Twitter. Uh, it was. Remember when Rodgers was drafted in 05, he said that he was going to make the the San Francisco 49ers regret this for the rest of you know the rest of <laughs> his career or whatever. I somebody said, "What if he went to the to, to the Niners and then as soon as he gets traded, he tells them he's going to retire?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That would be pretty sweet revenge, I'm sure for his <laughs> right. Yeah, um, I was definitely, definitely, uh, again, not shocked because we saw this earlier in the year, um, earlier in, in the actual, you know, um, year, like January, February, that, uh, you know, or, or maybe it was right after the Super Bowl that, that you know, he, there was a possibility that he didn't want to return. And, you know, look, we're, we're two guys who our whole lives, Rodgers has been the quarterback for, the Green Bay Packers, and it's going to be weird to see him, just like it was I, for I, I'm um, a little Brady. Yeah, I'm a little older than you. I, I saw Favre. I'm, no, so no, no, absolutely, yeah, I did yeah, too. But I'm just saying, Rogers, right. Rogers in general, yeah, like it's just, it's right. just, it's, it's that Brady where he leaves New England to go to another. It's just weird to see him, Peyton. Weird to see them in in that different uniform. Absolutely. Um, but, if I mean, this is whole, if this is true, I mean, we haven't heard Rogers come out and say anything, so I don't even know. I mean, it seems like where there's smoke, there's fire, but. 
I just right. this whole thing seems out of left field. And it does just come this is a stem from them drafting Jordan Love last year because apparently they didn't let him know that. They didn't so I, I this whole thing just seems weird. Or or does it come down to them not what what or what was what what happened in the playoff? They kicked the field goal and they should have went for it, right? Yeah, they should have went for it on fourth does it, down. Does it come down to that? Is he just still pissed off think, about that? <laughs> I I personally I think it's it's a combination of things. I think it's them taking Jordan Love in the first round. I think it's the field goal. I think it's the front office he doesn't yeah. like. I think I think and what the, the the big key of it is that they drafted one offensive player in the first round in the last ten years. And do you know who that was? Uh. I mean, uh, I don't. Adams? Did they draft him in the first round? No, he was a second round pick. He was a second. Uh, the, the, I have no idea. Love. <laughs> okay, he was the yeah, only I first round pick okay, on the offensive dumb. side of the ball. Yeah, that, I saw that coming in the last ten years. Yeah. So, okay. so I, I think that has a lot to do with it as well. I just don't think he likes the front office the way that it is after all these changes in the last couple of years. Um, I think he actually does like Lafleur. I think people don't think he does, but from what I get from it. I think they're actually on the same page and they're really good together. I but, agree. Uh, but because because ever since Lafleur came in, I mean he's you know he's really changed a lot. Like he, you know he's he's back to that 2010, 2011, 12 Aaron Rodgers. You know, where, absolutely. You know, in, in, in five years ago he's battling injuries and now he's an MVP. Uh, you know, yeah, he just won an MVP. So it, you know, right. I just thought I just thought that whole saga or whatever you want to call it was kind of crazy because it just seems so random. And it was so it was like three hours before the first round of the draft, right? Week. Yeah, and, and 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 the three teams that I've that I saw before the draft on that day were the uh, San Francisco 49ers, the uh, or the Las Vegas Raiders, and the um, Denver Broncos. And from the things that I'm hearing, obviously the Niners aren't going to go for Rodgers now because they just drafted a quarterback in the first round. Um, uh, if, if they could trade to was a Trey Lance for Aaron Rodgers straight up, I'm sure they'd do it. I don't think they would. You don't think so? I re- nah, I don't think so. Okay, dude, he he's owed like forty million this year. Well, th- I mean, the rumor was that that third overall pick was going to be involved in a potential trade for Rogers. So if they were going to do that, why not just trade Lance for Rogers? I you might I'm, hey you might be right. They they may they may do that in heartbeat. I I just I don't know if I would do that in heartbeat. That's the, yeah. I, that's yeah. that's what I should say. I, yeah. I phrase it wrong. Right, Rodgers is what thirty-seven. Anyway, we're not a Packers or a San right. Francisco 49ers podcast. Let's move on. We got one last piece of NFL news. Um, so the NFL announced today. What's today? May May third. They announced um that the move to of Thursday night football is going to move to Amazon one year earlier than expected. So it's going to start um in twenty twenty two. So you got one more year on the networks and then after the in 2022 is going to move to solely Amazon Prime they get the ex- exclusivity there I think it's stupid I understand why both sides do it I think it's dumb I think you're see you're allowing less people to see it personally but again money talks so that's kind of where that whole thing is anything to say about this Yeah for sure um like you said you I mean you hit the you hit the nail right on the head like it's a lot a lot less people are going to watch it um they might even gain some people that come to Amazon, but I mean, most people, most, most people have Amazon already, but they, they may get some people into it. I think the older generation that don't have Amazon aren't going to care enough to, to get it for one night of football, even if they miss one week or two weeks of their team every year. Um, yeah. And, and how I mean, all- I know I'm going to watch it. So, right. I, you know, between, sure between it- fantasy and, and the Eagles and, 
Yeah, that that Thursday night football game is usually dreadful anyway. Trash. So, so uh, am I really gonna watch it? I, I don't have Amazon Prime. Maybe I'll, I'll find somebody who does, and I'm sure right. I'll I'll get their info and definitely not watch it illegally. That's fine, whatever. But <laughs> you're gonna incriminate yourself. Uh, shit. This is recording, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so I just thought that was a little, you know, piece of news that, that we that we had to talk about. But I mean, it's, it's probably a minor change that I'm gonna forget about when it happens. And right on, in on like Thursday, five years, we're gonna be used to it. So yeah, and I'm sure the first Thursday night football game in 2022, I'm gonna be scrolling the TV and being, where the fuck is the game? At? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and the happen. numbers. How about the numbers? We didn't even talk about that. The the the, uh, the NFL changing their yeah. numbers. I mean, that's going to be something to get used to, too. I don't watch much college football um, up until draft time, but that's going to be something a little weird seeing Devontae Smith wearing six going for 50-yard touchdowns. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely going to be really weird. Yeah, did you see, my, did you see a Miles Sanders trolling on his yeah, social number media? Four. Yeah, he said he's going to wear number yeah. four. Somebody ran with it and reported it, and he's like, nah, dude, I was just kidding. Right. <laughs> I'm staying where I am, so. Well, oh, Slay, was... Slay is moving to two. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when, so it's definitely gonna be weird. Yeah, and when they got him, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people bought Slay jerseys. So, yeah, you know, I, I almost mean, did. Did you? Yeah. So, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of that. Apparently, I mean, apparently Tom Brady hates the rule. Did you see that whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense, but like, come on, Grandpa. Yeah, like, get, get with it. Right. I, 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 I'm not. I'm somebody who doesn't really care about numbers, though. Personally, like, it's a number. Like. Yeah, dude, and like I said, in like two, three, four years, it's going to be the everyday. Like, it's just going to be. Right, come out of college, you just, yeah, you come out of college, you just pick a number. Like, that's right. Why not? Every other right. sport, every other sport in baseball, if you're a center field, you're not solely this to this number. Like, right. Um, I heard it might have some. Uh, like the the defenses, maybe even offenses too. They're not going to like it, or at least the coaches, because it's a lot easier to see what players on the field based by what number he has. Number. Because, yeah, because you're like, all right, there's that, there's that number. So let's he's a linebacker, whatever. Right, yeah. right, right. So that that apparently is going to some coaches are going to have to get used to that angle of it. I didn't even uh, think of that honestly, because yeah. when I when I saw Brady say like when I saw what Brady said, I was just like, oh come on, like just whoever's wearing the other freaking color, just don't fucking throw it to them. Like, <laughs> right. like, like I I really didn't think of that though. Yeah, just just reading, just all right. The, there's a number glance over real quick. That all right, that that's where that guy's supposed to be. So yeah, right. I, I could see that angle of it. It's gonna take some time getting used to, but yeah, I, I forgot about that. That even came came up. All right, so I think that's all we have for NFL talk, right? Yep, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot. Yeah, I think we're close to an hour at this point. So, all right, we're moving on uh, to the Philadelphia Phillies. Who this was a drama-filled week. Hey, dude, it's like a fucking soap opera. <laughs> Drama-filled uh, week. So, first on Wednesday against the Cardinals, you have Bryce Harper taking a 97 mile an hour fastball to the cheek. I guess you could say. First, it hit. I actually think it hit his nose that actually did I it. Think saved it from actually like breaking his cheekbone. Uh, yeah, uh, and then hit his wrist, obviously. Um, and then the very next pitch. Pits Didi Gregorius in the ribs. He misses a couple games. Um, Those hurt, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then Joe Girardi goes batshit insane, which was which was hilarious to see. Um, and and I, I get his gripe. Like, okay, fine. 
he threw it to guys. Maybe it wasn't on purpose. What I, I don't think it was on purpose just because his reaction just seemed like, oh, shit. Um, so I don't think it was on purpose, but I understand Joe Girardi's complaint. Like, it's not his night. Get him out of there. Like, right. You know what I mean? Especially because the, 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 the manager Schilt, I think his name is Mike Schilt from the Cardinals. Um, he even said like, I was going to take him out, but I can't because of the three batter. Right. So if, if the umps just get involved and throw him out, I, I, maybe not everybody wins. Cause you still got Harper that took a, you know, pitch to the face and right. pitch to the rib. So maybe well, not everybody wins, but at least that's probably the best outcome right there. And here, and here's a problem with, with the league right now. Um, you have these guys who throw a hundred miles an hour and they have no control. They have no, they have nothing on their pitches other than throwing a hundred miles an hour. And like, that's, that's the way the le- this league is going is like, oh, yeah. you have guys who throw a hundred who have no control, who that's why he, he, he hit two guys in a row. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, like that, that's a problem. Yeah. It's the old cliche of, yeah, you have to pitch, not throw guys, right. throw, not pitch. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, Completely agree. Uh, yeah. So that so Bryce Harper came back on Sunday and now is missing Monday night again because apparently he re-aggravated his wrist, which after taking a 97-mile-an-hour fastball to the face, I wouldn't think the wrist would be the worst hurt part <laughs> of you, but <laughs> that's fine. Right. Um, Didi's back. He crushed a home run. I think it was. Was that Sunday in Sunday's game? Yeah. Um, so he's he's looking yes, good. Um, yeah. And then you had more you had <laughs> more fireworks. Um, in the Mets Mets Philly series with Alvarado being suspended, was three games for threatening Dominic Smith, basically throwing his glove to the side, saying "Let's go." Um, but then he appealed it, got it down to two games. I still think two games is soft. I mean, I know you can't like threaten to throw, but you can't throw your glove to the side and say, "Come on, let's go and square up." I get that, but I don't know. Two games still seems bullshit to me. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, the league has changed. Uh, all these leagues have changed, uh, especially baseball. Um, it's it's no more throwing at a guy because you're pissed off. It's no more, you know, you can't talk shit. Um, that, and that's the thing. Like Trevor Trevor Bauer is a guy who said, like, you know, if if I can talk shit, like, why can't the batters talk shit? So like, he he likes that kind of stuff. So there are guys in the league that do like this stuff. But the league hates it. It's just the league, like the NBA and the MLB, they're they're becoming, they're trying too hard to become the family sport. And like it's taking out all the aggression, the aggressiveness, and it's taking out all the the fun. And like, you know, I I look, like you said, I don't want to see guys punching each other in the fucking heads. Like, I don't I don't want to see anybody, you know, going out and getting hurt. But like, why not? It looks you great do in hockey. See, you, right. <laughs> Well, you can't even do it in that either anymore. But but sure you but, can. You just get thrown in the box for five minutes and you're back yeah, out there. But then you're fined and then you're suspended. And it's just that's the thing. Like that's the, these owners don't want their guys, don't want their their key guys getting suspended for five games, three games because it blows games. Like like that. So these owners are saying, we don't want we we want you to to take these umpire telling these umpires and refs we want you to take over because we don't we we can't afford the hostility. You know what I mean? Um, for sure. again we i I don't want to talk about our generation my generation your generation but we are the last of the old school i guess um sure yeah you know i i would love i would love for somebody to throw at somebody 
like like in in, in the Cardinals series, I, I would have loved Nola to come out the next day and, and throw at somebody's head. But the logistics of it is we need him to win that game. And if he's the minute he throws at somebody, he's out of the game. And then that costs us a game. And we are a 500 team. So there's no reason. You know, you know think, not that there's no reason, but there's it's just not smart. It's not right. smart baseball. Right. And, and Naris did it. I don't remember if it was the night after or two nights later. He did it in the it was a ninth inning of a tie game, hit Arenado. That's an insane time to get revenge in the ninth inning of right. a tie game. But he did it and Show came back. Show came afterwards and said, That's fine. We probably got what we deserve. He hit him. <laughs> he, he didn't throw it too high. He didn't throw it too low. Hey, listen, that's baseball. That's old school baseball. I'm fine with it. it you know, we're all good now. So yeah, I, and I respect it. I yeah, really absolutely, do. I, absolutely, I, you know, I, yeah. Like I said, we're the last generation that'll respect it. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I, another. Th- well, are, we're just gonna we're just gonna go on with the Phillies, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my my thing, the thing that's really pissed me off about this last crazy week. So like 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 we said, Bryce and DD get hit. Our manager, our manager gets thrown out of the game. Yep. Horrible call on, on Kutch. Um, on the uh, running out of the baseline. Don't even get me started about it. Let me let me pause you there. What's going on with MLB umps and their awfulness, for lack of a better word, that I can't think of right now? Like, because I don't know if you saw it in the Brewer. You actually might have been the one that said yeah. it to me. The Brewers Braves, I think it was. Pirates. Uh, Pirates. Oh, no, yeah, one of those fucking yeah. stupid teams. Yeah. Um, where the same as I think happened. Marlins. It, Marlins. Marlins. Okay. And it might have been even worse than the McCutcheon one, the one down the first baseline. So the, the same exact thing happened in the matter of like four days. Right. So, yeah, I just think it, the, the umping has to get better. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they just want to be the focal point. I don't fucking know. I don't like, know. It, it's Go stupid. It really, it, it, yeah. It's been horrendous. Like the, the umpires have been horrendous, especially this past week. This Absolutely. whole year they've been bad, but especially for the Phillies in this last week. But like I said, Bryce and DD get hit on our manager, get thrown, gets thrown out. Horrible call and cut on the baseline, um, running down second. Um, he, uh, he gets called out. Um, Alvarado gets suspended three games, which obviously we said gets, uh, went down to two. Um, after an opposing player tells him to meet him in the hallway, and now the Hoskins right. bullshit of last night or, or Sunday night, rather. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi. Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bed sheets or skincare or jewelry, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Hello. Now, open your eyes. Feel ready to start and grow your business. With Shopify, you'll get the tools you need to nurture your growing business and feel the same satisfaction as listening to this ad. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Simply start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. Start selling online today 
Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22. With the home run, it's just like, what is going on here? Like it's, it's not just like over the last month, it's over the last fucking four days, like right. five days, six days. Yep. Like it, it's just, I think these umpires are just like, I, I hate to, to say it, but like, it, because I hate when people say th- things like this, because I don't really agree with it, but it's like, they just want to be the center of attention now. Like I, it, it's frustrating. You can't even watch the game anymore. Right. And, 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 and the whole like umpire, like, Oh, we're going to get a robot to be the umpire. Like if that ever happened, I would never watch baseball again because this is what baseball is. You know what I mean? I, at the same token, I, I sit here and say like, how much I hate it, but like, this is what baseball is. It's, it's imperfect. It's not perfect. It's not, it's, it's seen by the naked eye. It's seen by um, four guys on the field that, that call it. So I, way, I, I understand it. I understand the robo ump argument when it comes to, balls and strikes i'm against it i don't like the idea i don't don't like the idea of it but that i understand i don't i don't like the field the field and you know umps and on all that being being robots but again i'm I'm against the the balls and strikes angle of it because i think i think it's an imperfect game that should it is imperfect it is and the relationships that these guys develop with the umps pitchers catchers that you know they, they get Certain things they, they know when a strike zone is going to move and you have to work with that because, hey, we're all human. So I do like that angle, but I understand the argument because, hey, you want to get it right. There's replay and all that, which I also to the replay argument and the McCutcheon, the McCutcheon interference or, or the out of the baseline that they called. They're saying that couldn't be reviewed because of, it was a quote unquote judgment call. Why not? Right. Why? That's insane. Like, why don't you look at the replay and make a new judgment? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. That's uh, insane. And then that's the, that's the thing with the replay is like, I, like I, I tweeted earlier in this year, like in the season, like if you're going to have replay, why if you're going to replay, why have it? If you're never going to change the call, even if you're wrong, like right. if, if you, if it's a routine cramp on a second base and, or, or to, to shortstop and it's a diving play and the guy gets up and he throws it to first. And my guy is hair safe. And just for your own, I guess, enjoyment or or satisfaction or not wanting to be embarrassed or whatever it is, they they just call him out. But like, why have the replay if you're never gonna change it if it's if you're wrong? Right. Like that I don't I don't understand that aspect of it because it keeps happening. It keeps happening. And it's not just this year, it's every year. Yeah. I mean, sometimes sometimes you do get the change, but it's like 90% of the time they don't change it, even though know. it's like, 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 look at the, like, look at the bone against the Braves earlier in the year. Right. Like clearly he's not say he was not safe at home. Like, Oh yeah. I'll I take it. But like, absolutely. Yeah. But and like, that, you, like, and that was on Sunday night baseball. If I'm, if I'm not right not on national yeah. television, like ESPN, right. like, yeah. Yeah. That was, that yeah, was I don't bad. know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's an imperfect game. That's uh, just going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so moving on with the Phillies. Uh, all right. So Matt Gelb tweeted, uh, the Phillies will have Gene Segura and Ronald Torres out on, uh, go out on minor league uh, rehab assignments this week. And with Segura, uh, Segura getting closer, uh, Girardi acknowledged there is increased talk about trying Nick Maton in center field. What do we think about this? Okay. So Can't, my go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. So, so my thing is um, when, the short, if you can play shortstop, you can play any position on the field, right? Um, essentially. Yeah. Uh, um, 
there have been a lot of guys who started at shortstop in their careers, even even get drafted and then moved to center field. And like I think Byron Buxton's a guy that like who started out in the middle infield and went to center field. Like Mookie Betts is a middle infielder who went to to center, to outfield, right they, field, center field. They tried like, it with Scott Kingery. He just can't hit. Well, well here, 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 here yeah. bear with me for a sec. Yeah. So, so it happens. Like it can happen. It's it's hard to do, but you you can you can hit on it. My thing is, is they always try to fucking hit on it all the time. Like. They drafted uh, 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 Quinn. He was a shortstop. They moved him to center field. Fucking stinks. Uh, Kingery drafted as a second baseman. Um, drafted as a second baseman. They tried him in center field. Fucking stinks. Well, they tried uh, him. They tried him everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah, but but they really tried him and said like they they would not take him out of center field. Like even yeah. this year, like or, or last year, they would. Um, they just wouldn't take him out of center field. Yeah, and, and I think if they if they did have a legit center fielder, I, they wouldn't have to try all these guys. But they're so desperate for that's a center what I'm talking fielder. About. Yeah, that they, they're just that's what I'm about. they don't they don't they don't they don't go out and get a center fielder. They just keep trying to do this thing where like, whoa, look at me, I'm the smartest guy in the room, like the Howie Roseman thing. Like, um, you know, we're gonna move this guy to center field, and 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 you know, uh, we're, we're, look how smart I am for doing it. Like it's Kingery, it's Quinn, it's Hazley. He was a corner outfielder in college. And all of a sudden people are pissed off because he can't play center because he's not a center fielder. Like right. center field is, is the most important position. We're second most por- important position on the field. Like it, it, it you, not everybody can play center field. Like, and not only that center fielders have, have a better center fielders have a better transition to the corner than the corners do to center. So like, I just don't know why you don't just go out and get a center fielder. Well, like, not it's not only not rocket science. Not only that, but not o- but not only from them not being good in the field, they can't hit for shit. Right, and 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 that's the thing. Like, if you told me like Quinn was a great center fielder and couldn't hit for shit, I would take it any day of the week because you'd rather have your center fielder and your catcher as your defensive guys. And if if they hit ten homers a year, eight homers a year, and and hit. 270 260 you could deal with that you know what, what? i mean the, not everybody's going to be mike trout or, or not even trout but like byron buxton or, or, the, or the best base baseball or aaron the hicks last 30 like, years. right so like not everybody's gonna be like aaron hicks or or uh uh byron buxton or like these these really good center fielders who can actually hit like it, that's you know that's that's a newer thing like in the last <laughs> 10 years where like right now center fielders are are are, are able to hit Right now, as we're recording this, they have out of the center field spot on average, their their center fielders hit one twenty nine batting average out yeah, of the I center mean, it's, field it's, spot. It's, it's terrible. It's putrid. It's putrid. Awful. But but like I said, if, if you if you give me Quinn as a great defensive player, I, I'll take the the the. But he's he not. <laughs> no, I know that's what I'm saying. Right. Like that's yeah. what makes it horrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's he looks like he's getting a little hot though. He's two triples in the last two games. Yeah, he had a triple today yeah. and a triple yesterday. I, I I don't care. I still want him to fuck off this team personally. Don't let him get hot. I li- listen, boost his trade value. Maybe get a real center fielder. No in shot. No, no shot. shot. Uh, he's fast as shit. No somebody shot. somebody will want him. Right. No shot. Why not? Somebody will want him. No shot. <laughs> Dude, he shouldn't even be on a fucking. He should be working at Popeye. You know what? The <laughs> Eagles should sign him. No, never mind. He can't. He can't track a ball. So. I that, think you, know, you don't want him returning kicks. He's face the shit. I Absolutely don't know. not. He's a twig. So Dude, you he's got to catch the ball to fucking return it. 
<laughs> That's true. That's a good point. You got anything Phillies wise? I know we didn't talk about wins and losses, but there was so much drama surrounding the Phillies this week that their wins and losses don't really matter at this point. They're a 500 baseball team. That's just what they are. Yeah, I mean, they just came. They just seem to 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 have a little bit of bad luck, but they keep. They seem to keep blowing leads again. It's still, um, you know, it's disappointing. But yeah, you know, we we were in May, so. You know, oh, for hopefully, sure. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, Maton can play a little bit of center field, um, or at least get them to the deadline, or even sooner. Hopefully, sooner. I mean, but, at the deadline, you're probably going to need to find pitching. Um, so right. if they find a center fielder now and worry about pitching at the deadline, that'd be ideal. Actually, hot take. Um, I'd rather have Velasquez pitching than Matt Moore or Chase Anderson, but, uh, but that's just me. Uh, he pitched. He actually pitched well tonight. Yeah. I don't know. It's, at this point, at this point, I know, I know what we know what Vince is. We do. I know that. But, but like Matt Moore and and Chase Anderson fair. are just not it. Like, can like if Velasquez can do even half of what he did tonight, six innings, four hits, one run. You know, if we can get to the deadline with that, like, like I mean, yeah, I mean, you you, you you you'd never expect Velasquez to go six innings. So I mean, that's right. Yeah, if you get saying, time if you, from, you can go happy. four or five innings as your fifth starter. Uh, you know, that works, Absolutely. I guess. I mean, I'm yeah. look, I'm trying to talk myself into it. So, <laughs> all right, let's, <sighs> let's move on to the Sixers. All right. Um, yep. I'm done with the Phillies 500 baseball team. They just got to get their shit together. All right. So the Sixers um, clinched a playoff spot with a win over Atlanta on Wednesday night. Uh, probably not that surprising. <laughs> I mean, Atlanta's <laughs> not a good basketball team. Uh yeah uh well they're they're they've, they're better this year than they were yeah. a couple uh, years ago yeah. I don't know if they're still in a playoff spot but they they were as of like two weeks ago but uh, off the top of my head I can't remember if they are but um it's not surprising because we know the Sixers are gonna you know make the playoffs, yeah they're, they're, they're it's just a matter of a one seed or two seed right yeah they're, they're a top two team in the, in the league at this point they're, they're they're jockeying back and forth with the Nets right. Um, and then there was interesting uh, news coming out of the Sixers camp or r- r- random report, whatever, about the Sixers are still interested in Kyle Lowry and we're trying to do a sign and trade with the Raptors in the offseason. Now, basketball is a wild sport to me. We talked about it last week. I'm not too familiar with this, but for this to come out in the middle of a season, you're down the stretch of the season, seems insane to me. That, yeah. You know what I mean? That just seems odd uh, timing to release this news. Or this report? Yeah, for sure. I, but, that, but that's kind of just like basketball in general because, like, remember when like Kawhi was was going into free or, I guess the the last year was in Toronto, but he was going into free agency and it was like, well, where's Kawhi going to go? Is it going to be Philly? Is it going to be one of the LA teams? Is he going to team up with LeBron? Is he going to go here? Is he going to stay with the Raptors? Like, so like it happens. LeBron was the same way when he was coming yeah. out. Was he coming to Philly? Is he going back to Cleveland? Is he going to LA? Like, what? what's going on like yeah i understand that conversation in the off season for well, that well, just, all those happened during the season I know, I'm yeah i know basketball is it's weird it's definitely sport. weird yeah it like is. just just finish the season with the team you're on stop trying to move and shake and just worry about the season at hand uh, if you have if you if you can move, if they could it'd be a different story all right before the trade deadline all right we're interested in kyle larry we're gonna trade for him at the deadline that's different that's not what i'm talking about right, to, right. Say, uh, to say hey in the off season uh, we're gonna try, probably trade for <laughs> kyle larry right now we're in the middle of you know and and being on mvp level ben simmons you know doing what he does like it just the makeup of the team right now it makes no sense right there are one c like there are one c go yeah, kind of got in the playoffs you know right, don't even yeah. think about kyle larry worry about your team right now that's right. just the timing is just odd for me if you if you think about it it's kind of cocky like 
<laughs> like, yeah, we're a one seed. We're a one seed, but we're going to go after Kyle Lowry too, bitch. Like, like that's what it is. Like, it's really cocky. Right. I kind of love it, honestly. I don't even like Lowry that much, but like, like I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, well, why not, right? Right. Uh, all right, anything else Sixers? Well, I mean, I know we don't really talk about the Sixers that much. You got anything um, Sixers related? Well, I do know we had the question on Twitter. Yeah, I was just about to get to that. Okay. I if you had, if yeah, you had any um, final thoughts. Uh, I mean, they played the Spurs uh, Sunday night. Um, a little, you know, a little scary to see them go to overtime against a bad team. But, you know, um, uh, Embiid played well. Uh, yeah, I mean, and nothing nothing too crazy. Uh, you know, they, they beat they beat the Spurs and the Bucks beat the Nets. So now, we're you know, as of right now, we're the one seed. We're playing currently um, while we're recording this. They're in Chicago right now. Um, so, you know, the, and like we said last week, they have the easy schedule going forward so you know we'll see where they go with with uh, ne- uh by by next week you know yeah absolutely we'll see where they're at yeah so you um you brought up the the twitter question so before we started recording we threw out on our twitter at fired up podcast uh if anybody had any questions um and mitch Kosky on twitter uh reached out to us and said what are our thoughts about ben simmons uh you're the sixers aficionado. i don't i'll let you take this one all right well um, as of right now, I'm not going to go into like the whole Ben Simmons thing, like, you know, from the beginning to now, but cause we all know who he is, what he does, what right. he does well, what he doesn't do well. Uh, you know, we know all that. So uh, as of, as of right now, um, I would say Ben is someone we can count on to deliver, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. He's not built for offensive greatness. You know what I mean? Some guys are just built different, like the Dame, Damian Lillard's and the Steph Curry's, the Jimmy Butler's who the Kemba walkers who love to take that last shot, who have the balls to take that last shot to shoot it in your face. And they have the balls to miss it too. You know what I mean? Like they have, yeah. they have the balls to, to with two, with five seconds left on the clock down two to take that three. And if they miss, they go to sleep, wake up the next day and, and it's a new day and it's a new game. And I'm going to do it again. And Ben Simmons, he's not built like that. And <laughs> I, the, I, I wake up and piss excellence. Uh, that, right. That, exactly. That, that exactly. Kind of and those, those, the, the Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Jimmy Butler's, they do that stuff. Like they wake up and, you know, fuck last night. Let's, you know, tonight I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Simmons doesn't really have that. And that's fine. Like, no, I'm they, not looking for him to be that. Like, like you don't have to be the offensive killer. But what I need from Ben Simmons is consistency on the offensive side. Like I need something to be consistent about him. Like his free throws, like give me consistent free throw shot, uh, free throw percentage, higher free throw percentage. Give me um, consistent driving the lane. Give me consistency in the mid and mid rate jumpers, whatever it is. Like you don't even have to shoot threes. Just give me consistency other on the offensive side of the ball, because we know what he does on the defensive side of the ball. They're a completely different team. I know that you know, we all know that, but I want offensive consistency from him. That's what I want from him. I don't need him shooting threes. If he wants to shoot the mid range, great, but I need consistency, whether it's like I said, free throws, um, whether it's, uh, aggressiveness, whatever it is. Like I just need consistency. That's my, that's my opinion on Ben. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel similarly. Um, I, when we talked about it last week, when he's not in the lineup, you notice a difference. Um, so he's, he's important that that's for, that's for damn sure. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where like, I, you're 
curious about what this team will look like if if they actually did trade it trade him like a lot of people thought they should have a year or two years ago. You know what I, I mean? I think it depends who who Yeah, who it depends on who comes for. back. That, that's true. Like like I mean a lot of people are still talking about is he gonna be here next year or the year after? Like is did has Maury seen enough, Daryl Maury seen enough of him to say, okay, we need to go get a I mean, I don't think you're gonna get Beal for him, but like right. go get a guy like Bradley Beal who can play two way, you know, defense and offense, but also put up fifty and, and play well with Embiid. And like I don't I don't know what you're really gonna get for Ben. Some people say you can get any guy in the league, some people say you couldn't get air to blow up a basketball. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. like you know, so I, I really don't know what you could get for him. I don't know if it's a lot or a little, but, you know, as of right now, I, I again, going back to that, I'm not looking to the future. Um, I'm just worried about now. Um, and I think this team's good enough to win, but. Like I said, just just consistency. Yeah, that's all I'm looking for. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're well over an hour here, so let's start to wrap up. Um, yep. I, I have one one final note. The I mean, I know we didn't talk about them much last week, and not really at all this week yet. The Flyers did score a touchdown and kicked an extra <laughs> point with a with a seven two victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Um, so you know, it's something. It, it pains me that they're this bad because I know I sh- shit on them, you know, the last podcast, but. I'm a, I'm a big Flyers guy. I'm a big hockey guy. So it, it pains me that they're this terrible right now because <laughs> they're, they're my number one sport. I know you said it last week, you know, football, the Eagles, number one in this city. And that's true. But to me, it's always been hockey, always will be. Um, big Flyers guy. So I really want to talk about them in the future. They shut Carter Hart down for the season. Probably the good call at this point. Um, just get them healthier for next year. This, this year was an absolute train wreck and, you know, abomination I mean, that I never want to think about again with the Flyers. But no, I mean, honestly, if we had the time, like we, there's still a lot to talk about them. Like absolutely, not in in negative, you know, views or whatever. But like, there, there's there's definitely a lot a lot going on there that we could talk about, but we don't really want to <laughs> right now. Yeah, you know, it's kind of yeah. it sucks. You know, yeah, and, I'm and, a four for four guy. Like right. I grew up with all four, so you know it's tough seeing the Flyers right now. And and maybe next week, you know, the draft stuff will die down. Maybe we'll have more to talk about with the Flyers next for week sure. because a week from today they play their last regular season game, so we could kind of put the bow. On, yeah, exactly. Put the bow, which usually that's a good thing, but you kind of wrap the season up and ship it the fuck away because we need to completely <laughs> forget about this goddamn season. Um, absolutely so, so maybe, maybe that's what we'll do next week so that's a little tease <sighs> I really right. want people to like leave leave that message stuff like like yeah uh, oh, absolutely in the beginning yeah absolutely again anchor.fm slash fired up um, definitely interested to see what the listeners even even if it's on Twitter or like if you know we know us personally text us like just engage back yeah give us feedback tell us what you want us to talk about yeah and, and tell us what you're excited about all right, and, and share this with everybody you know. Let's try to blow this thing up. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, fired up, fam. Exactly. So that's all the time we have for fired up uh, episode two. We already got two of these in the bag. Uh, you can f- follow us on uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook at Fired Up Podcast. Uh, all right. Until next week. See you guys then. Mary 
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.